Hey everybody, welcome to episode 16 of the Global Health Impact Fund podcast. I'm your host, Martin Eels. Today we have an amazing guest, which is Ella Lee, who is the CEO for ZGC Capital, as well as the founder for MedLab. Ella, it's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, thank you so much for the invitation, Martin. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Ella Lee, and I'm the CEO of ZGC Capital. Um, and a partner of our U.S. fund in charge of CGC's investment and incubator operation. Uh, the company-wise, we have two innovation centers. Uh, one is where we're located in Silicon Valley, and the other is in uh, Boston, uh, both with around 70 to 80,000 square feet building. Uh, Investment-wise, we have a quite comprehensive fund system uh, including one fund of fund uh, with portfolio funds, including uh, Manlo, PBCB, um, Andreessen, Excel, and the foundation. Uh, and we also have several VC funds that target at portfolios from seed to beat round stage. Uh, starting from this year, we're also expanding into healthcare sector and are launching uh, MyLabs Accelerator. Uh, this is a CGC's first uh, healthcare-focused uh, satellite program run together with our funding partner, GHIN. Uh, we're going to talk uh, about more detail later in the next section. Uh, myself is a PhD-trained uh, scientist turned venture capitalist, uh, and uh, I have more than 10 years' experience in uh, biotech research sector. Um, I have strong interest in therapeutic investment opportunities from drug discovery to commercialization stage, and also look at the deals from uh, medtech um, and the medical device sectors. So uh, if you are raising money, and especially if you are in the eight round to beat round stage, um, please just uh, let me know. Fantastic. And right now we're gonna talk about precision medicine. So can you tell us what is precision medicine? So it's an advanced uh, technology that uses uh, big data to uh, achieve a, a, a precise and a customized treatment for individual patients uh, who has a very uh, different uh, genetical background, lifestyle, uh, living environment, and also, uh, and also a medical history. So compared to traditional treatment that has one size fits all solution. Uh, precision medicine provides a tailored uh, method to target a large uh, and also diverse population. Um, very often, uh, uh, there's a lot of side uh, effects. Um, a side effects caused by wrong uh, medical treatment can account for around 30% of field hospital admissions, um, study shows. And the application of uh, uh, precision medicine can decrease uh, uh, significantly the number of hospital admissions caused by uh, side effects. Uh, in the field of oncology, uh, precision medicine has been also increasingly used to test uh, breast cancer. Uh, and also by conducting a blood test, uh, scientists and also researchers can now uh, find uh, cancer by sequencing blood and also locating uh, tumor uh, DNA sample. Uh, and also with precision medicine, doctors will not only uh, be able to see 
better responses and also less uh, effects of the treatment, um, but also they can now have a better picture of uh, whether patient is responding to treatment or what they see is just in uh, remission. Okay, so with oncology being the major application of precision medicine, what about non-oncology therapeutic space? Yeah, um, so um, oncology is definitely uh, the major application focus of uh, precision uh, medicine. Uh, currently in uh, oncology field, around uh, 35% per, uh, of FDA approved drugs uh, are precision medicine and uh, most uh, uh, precision-based medicines that have been submitted, uh, submitted to and approved by FDA uh, now uh, are uh, for the treatment of cancer. So compared to the second uh, um, highest application, precision uh, medicine uh, uh, has uh, been used 30% uh, more often in oncology field uh, compared to the second highest application field. Um, meanwhile, there are also signals that uh, uh, the focus of precision medicine is uh, rapidly expanding beyond oncology and towards non-oncology area. Um, after all, two-thirds uh, of phase three clinical trials um, are focused on non-oncology area. So examples of areas including, uh, include infectious disease, um, central nervous system disease, and cardiovascular disease. Um, for instance, right now, 30 million uh, people with type 2 diabetes uh, get the same diagnosis and the treatment, uh, but the growth of precision medicine is providing uh, a great opportunities that can provide indi uh, individualized treatment uh, and also can recalibrate the uh, current treatment uh, for those patients. Uh, precision medicine is also important in uh, neurological disease. Um, examples are Alzheimer's disease and also Parkinson's disease. Both of them has a very um, strong genetic correlation uh, with the incidence of this, this disease. For instance, um, studies, studies have shown and also identified um, around 19 genes and also 25 proteins that play important roles uh, in the development of uh, depression, which are therefore the perfect disease uh, target for precision medicine. Okay, so what regions or countries are leading the precision medicine market? Yeah, uh, so, so currently, um, despite of all this uh, um, setback in life science uh, research and healthcare industry uh, caused by the uh, outbreak of this, this COVID-19 or COVID-19 pandemic, uh, United States uh, can still be counted or still uh, the leader in the precision medicine uh, industry. Uh, and this trend will likely continue in uh, future years. Uh, so in 2015, the United States created a program called a Precision Medicine Initiative, uh, for, uh, is also called a PMI, PMI uh, program. Um, and the aim of the program was to um, power or strengthen the individual diagnosis and also treatment. Uh, there um, are two components in the program. Uh, one is to expand the precision medicine in the area of cancer research um, as a short-term goal. Um, and a long-term goal 
is to expand the research um, to all areas of healthcare. Uh, so the second component um, of the, the program uh, is to create a large uh, research cohort uh, with um, at least 1 million uh, participants uh, across the country. These participants can um, provide and also share many types of data, such as about uh, medical behavior and lifestyle data and information. Uh, the program has teamed up with the Department of VA and FDA for this purpose. Uh, which puts the United States in the leading position in the precision uh, medicine industry around the world. Uh, in addition to uh, United States, Western uh, Europe is the other major uh, region for precision medicine uh, research, especially in oncology application. The support from state funding has also played a very important role to uh, accelerate the market growth. Um, Asia, meanwhile, also has a, a big potential, uh, especially when uh, uh, the cost of uh, uh, the uh, precision medicine technology can drop further uh, in future. Okay, so why technology development and, and advances like genomic sequencing? Like, how can the help of development of precision medicine? Yeah, so, so next uh, uh, generation uh, sequencing or also NGS test, for instance. Uh, so this is one of the most uh, common tools to quickly sequence and identify uh, patient's gen uh, genome uh, by analyzing for mutations and also uh, variants. It can tell medical professionals uh, what are the best treatment options for specific patients. Um, most commonly used genomic sequencing in precision medicine therapies can cost um, over $5,000. Uh, and advanced technology can help further lower the cost uh, for this genomic sequencing, therefore uh, leading to a wider uh, adoption of uh, precision medicine moving forward. And uh, uh, in the past, uh, uh, more funding are shifted from uh, research application to uh, clinical application, which allow the, the researchers to gather a large pool of human uh, data in, short, uh, in shorter time. Um, meanwhile, companies that work with uh, uh, big data, such as um, um, IBM, are also gaining more information um, uh, on, uh, for instance, how uh, uh, gene or genetic and the chronic disease function. Um, so this can um, help further the application of precision medicine in the non-oncology field. Uh, another point worth mentioning is that uh, um, the wider adoption of precision medicine is also accompanied by the better uh, acceptance of data sharing and the tracking by public. Um, for instance, if we look at the use of fitness tracking device and also watches, they have become more and more popular in uh, recent years. Uh, people want to participate more uh, nowadays in the healthcare decision-making process um, and uh, the, uh, therefore the, 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 the advances in precision medicine could allow them to achieve this goal. Yeah, so 
for any startup that wants to have a better understanding or jump into the field, is this a competitive market for precision medicine? Yeah, so the current uh, market for um, precision medicine, um, you can say this neither too crowded nor um, uh, uh, being dominated by only a few major companies. Uh, there are uh, some major companies that right now in the market holding uh, big shares, such as uh, uh, Medtronic, uh, Pfizer, Novartis, Cashin, uh, 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 and uh, uh, Taiwa. But Misai's and the smaller companies are also playing important roles. Generally speaking, there are two types of companies help drive the development of precision medicine. Uh, one is a data-driven medical research companies powered by um, AI and also machine learning. Uh, they take healthcare data side from um, patients and uh, um, uh, also uh, conduct analysis to uh, determine what are the best treatment options uh, for the individual patients. Um, and the other type is the medical testing and also analysis companies. Uh, they use uh, genomic sequencing to examine big data set of medical uh, records and also trials from patients. So it's good to have all this company in the market and also it's good for the advances of precision medicine because such a, a greater um, uh, organized and also competitive environment is more likely to generate lower cost solutions for the space. Okay, so what are some of the ethical challenges of precision medicine? Uh, this, is a, this is a great question. So um, many uh, patients have a, 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 a right now disease diagnosis and also treatment by uh, genetic testing or precision medicine uh, method. Um, but many of those who are discovered to be at a high or higher risk of certain diseases, um, very often, uh, find themselves uh, vulnerable to um, discrimination. We call this the genetic discrimination. Um, for instance, employers can um, choose to hire uh, those who they think uh, healthier. Uh, they call the, like we're called a healthier um, talents code. Um, and the insurance company can also using this data um, to reject the applications from uh, the different individuals based on their genetic uh, profile. Uh, but also there are, meanwhile, there are also more voice calling to limit those entities' access to those genetic testing information uh, in order to um, stop this uh, genetic discrimination. Um, there is also increasing debate um, whether doctors should communicate with patients for conditions or diseases for which there's a no known treatment available. Um, practitioner or, or doctors should consider um, in this case, not only whether patients' healthcare expense uh, will be uh, increased, but also the psychological impact on patients uh, when they have uh, uh, diagnosis results to find a higher risk of de to develop certain diseases. So they need to decide uh, whether uh, is uh, truly wise to tell somebody they have an increased chance to um, develop certain diseases when uh, truly nothing can be done and the issue should be um, addressed, but yet uh, uh, the solution hasn't really been 
uh, the, the, the there yet. So uh, one last concern in precision medicine about this uh, ethical issue is the, uh, the data safety and also privacy. Uh, questions has been uh, more uh, frequently raised uh, regarding who owns the genetic data, whether uh, the data should belong to the healthcare professionals or individuals. And one possible solution is to use a, a blockchain. Um, blockchain, uh, the benefit or the advantage is that it does not reveal uh, personal information about the patients, but meanwhile can also grant the patients full control um, of their own data and usage. So um, the uh, ethical uh, challenges right now uh, get more attention from the professionals. And we all hope uh, regulation uh, could also, uh, relevant regulation could uh, uh, also come, uh, come out to um, help uh, solve this uh, um, issues in uh, the, at um, early as possible. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about precision medicine. What I want to do now is I want to bring Dr. Gary Golden on. And I want to talk about the MedLab Accelerator. Um, this, this for me is very exciting stuff, what we're doing.